It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, presented by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free. Use their awesome, easy-to-use app. Just search Fetch Me in your phone's app store, or you can go to FetchMeDelivery.com. Super easy. And once again, use promo code FETCHME20, FETCHME20, for your first delivery free. Going to spend a few minutes here solo, just talking about Auburn basketball and their win over Colgate. We'll spend a whole lot of time on it because we got some voicemail questions that we will get to. So I will have you guys join me in just a moment. Auburn won 91 to 62 over Colgate. Auburn now 5 and 0. Colgate 1 and 3. And th- this Colgate team is really easy to talk up. I know their record doesn't look like it. And I know if you've only watched them during Auburn, which I'm in this boat, you're probably thinking, okay, this is just a. Uh, 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 an average mid-major opponent, but this team's gotten it done. I mean, this team won their conference a year ago, picked to win the conference this year, and they took Tennessee down to the wire in the NCAA tournament last year, and they returned all five of their starters. I mean, this is a this is a game last night where Auburn, I think, put itself on the map. I mean, it was already relevant, but I mean, you've got national guys that cover college basketball for whether it's the Athletic, CBS, ESPN. I don't care what it is. There were guys tweeting about Auburn last night and how impressive this win was. And I know it's easy to say, well, it's Colgate. I mean, Auburn was so much better. And that's true. But Colgate had size down low. They had experience. And they kind of been in this situation before. So uh, a huge outing for Auburn. Isaac Okoro was named SEC Freshman of the Week, like right when we uh, got done recording with Josh Vitale of uh, the Montgomery Advertiser, which great conversation with Josh yesterday. Highly encourage you to check that out if you have not recapping Auburn, Georgia. And we'll talk more Auburn, Georgia in a few minutes when I take your voicemails. But Isaac Okoro winning SEC Freshman of the Week, he's going to win that award probably several times this year. I, I think it would be a shock if he didn't have at least two or three more of those uh, throughout the season. But he, he kind of picked up where he left off. Not as efficient as he has been over the last week or so. Five of, five of 11 from the floor, 0 for 3 from behind the arc. But he scored 11 points. D'Angelo Purifoy caught fire early. You love that. Four for six from the floor. Three of four from behind the arc. He made two uh, He made two or three real quick at the start of the game, which you got to love that. 11 points for D'Angelo Purifoy. And I think his defense is getting better as well. So that's kind of been one of the bigger knacks on him is inconsistent shooting and inconsistent defensive play. While it's still not consistent on either side of the court, I think he's getting there. And I think that's kind of proof that uh, Bruce Pearl can develop guys. Austin Wiley, I think this was his best performance of the game, or of the season, excuse me. 18 minutes, he went 4 for 7 from the floor, 10 rebounds, 13 points. The dude had a double-double in 18 minutes. That's exactly what Austin Wiley needs to do. Anthony McLemore still getting more playing time than Austin Wiley with 19 minutes last night. That's been the case for every every uh, game so far this season, and that's still something I think we need to continue to watch. But Wiley getting more minutes tonight, or last night rather, uh, with only two personal fouls, you got to love that. Samir Dowdy was incredible. He totally used a dude. And if you're watching this game, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Or if you follow Auburn pages on Twitter, I'm sure you've seen it. It was on Sports Center Top 10. I mean, it was on every kind of highlight Twitter page or Facebook page. I mean, Samir Dowdy uh, crossing a dude up. The guy trips over his teammate. And then Samir throws up the three-point shot, turns around while it's in the air because he knew it was going in. It doesn't get more cool than that. 
Javon McCormick, 26 minutes, 6 of 12 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3 and 14 points. He got 8 assists last night. You got to love that. And as far as bench performance, Devin Cambridge had 14 minutes, 4 from 6 shooting, super efficient, 1 of 3 from behind the arc, 9 points, 2 rebounds, then Anthony McLemore, 19 minutes, 2 of 5 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3. I don't like Anthony shooting the 3, but that's just me. It's exciting when he makes it, sure, but uh, he had four points, and then um, that, that really about does it for the bench. So this Auburn team kind of got uh, got some time off. They're going to travel to Brooklyn, and they will take on New Mexico in a, in a little tournament that they've got up there, and then they got a chance to take on Wisconsin, which I think all Auburn fans are pulling for. And that's kind of the thing that he's going to use to get this team ready for March. It worked last year when they went down and played Duke and, and beat Xavier, and so they are going to do that in a lesser uh, in a lesser capacity this time, but it'll still be uh, it'll still be fun to to watch this team play in an unusual setting on a big stage in Brooklyn and see how they respond. So before we get into the uh, the the voicemails, I want to do a quick uh, a quick read here. Talking about ED isn't always easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like "I lost my mojo" or we avoid it altogether with excuses like "I had a long day at work." Or, sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with a free two-day shipping option. So just go to GetRoman.com locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash locked, L-O-C-K-E-D, for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash locked. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now it is time for a little voicemail action. Love hearing from you guys. And uh, I, I was going to put out a tweet after the Georgia game, and I, I forgot, but you guys did it anyway. So that is awesome. Let's, uh, let's get things going. You can call the Locked On Auburn Podcast voicemail line at 205 205- Five zero two four two eight five. We got to start off with this one. Hey guys, <laughs> perfect. All right, now let's jump into it. Uh, first of all, War Eagle. Uh, second of all, uh, avid listener of the podcast. And Thank I you, sir. You guys do a, a wonderful job um, giving your insight uh, on a day to day basis. But I, um, of course, like all other other uh, Auburn fans, uh, a little bit. Uh, I don't even know what the word is for it this morning. Um, but wanted to ask, what do you think the problem is with Auburn at the the current state? Is it uh, a Gus Malzahn problem, or mm. is it mainly a scheme problem? Um, I'm leaning toward the latter due to the fact that uh, after the first half last night against Georgia, we obviously couldn't muster a point. Right. Um, second second half, we come out and we start tossing the football a little bit like we are an air raid offense, so sure. to speak. Um 
starting to think that the scheme might be the issue more low, more so than the actual coach uh due to the the uh the fact that the uh, the the culture of the program is at an all-time high mm-hmm. um especially with recruits wanting to be there um and and just the overall state of the program but I do believe that there is a change that's needed as far as scheme um just curious as to what you guys think about it as always keep doing awesome work on the podcast I will continue to listen up here in these hills in Tennessee and uh, thank you all again. I uh, look forward to hearing the uh, next show. War Eagle. Appreciate the call. And we, we kind of touched on this a little bit yesterday with Josh Vitale as far as, all right, something's wrong with the offense, and I can't really tell what it is. And, you know, as far as if it's the coach or the scheme, I, I think that's a really interesting question because I think most upset Auburn fans would kind of lump those two things together. But I think the way you ask in that, I, I think it is fair to separate it because – you can look in the past. I mean, Malzahn has had successful seasons when he gets to run the football, and he's having to play left-handed right now. So is this his scheme of not being able to compensate if there's not a running game? Possibly. We don't really know. We haven't really seen this before. I do know one thing, and we talked about it yesterday with Josh, Bo Nick should not be throwing the ball 50 times in a game. A freshman quarterback throwing the football in a quote-unquote power run play-action offense that doesn't match. That doesn't make sense to me. So is it the coach or is it the scheme? I agree with you. I think it could be the scheme. Um, but it's clear something's not right. And you look at it, though, and guys are getting open. So then you think, well, it could just be execution. I mean, Malzahn schemed Seth Williams open a ton. And Bo Nix capitalized on it. I think he had 13 catches. He schemed Will Hastings open. He's, he's schemed Schwartz open. And some of these guys, it's easier to scheme open than others. He gives Eli Stove all kinds of space. Now, he only does it a few times a game. And if you've listened to the show a lot, you know how high I am as far as getting Eli Stove involved in the passing game and the rushing attack. But he schemes these guys open. I mean, even the, the play of the game to me was Bo Nix failing to hit Harold Joyner on that fourth and short. And he schemed Harold Joyner. Harold Joyner had all kinds of space. He was getting more than the first down. And so I think uh, I think there's a, we kind of got to ask the question like is it scheme or is it execution? And I kind of most times I lean on execution right now. And you know you don't want to call out these 18, 19, 20 year old kids, but Bo Nix knows he needed to make that pass to Joiner. I mean that's the biggest mishap of the season in my opinion. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I think some of those guys like if if Carryon Johnson's still on this team. Or maybe if Booby Whitlow's in that situation, I think he's able to catch that ball, even though it was a bad pass and it was thrown behind him. Maybe they have the athleticism to slow down and kind of reach back and get it. But then, one, are they as open? Because I don't think the defense is going to be as concerned about Harold Joyner as Booby Whitlow if he's in the game or <laughs> hypothetically carry on Johnson back in the day. I'm just saying as far as an athletic running back being able to, to make a play on that. Um, that's a tough one. That's a tough an- And I'm going to be honest, I don't have the answer for it. I think on... It may change from week to week. I think on Georgia, as far as that, I think a lot of it was execution. And uh, I think some of you guys are going to be like, well, what in the world? Why are you defending Gus? And I'm not doing that. I'm just, I think it was execution. All right, I think this is uh, I think it's the same guy. Hello, guys. Another tough loss. Um, just my kidding. name's Danny. Hey, Danny. I was just calling to kind of talk about the game a little bit. Uh, it seems to me, I get y'all thoughts that, Bo Nix, when running the hurry-up offense, looks like a completely different quarterback. Uh, 
just want to get y'all's thoughts on that. Uh, seems towards the end of the games when we're running the hurry up, he's in a comfort zone, and when we're not, he's not. Love the show, guys. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, Danny. And I think um, I lost one of the voicemails because I think the same guy called back on that first one. I am so sorry. Fan from Tennessee, please please call back at some point. We do really appreciate it. Yeah, as far as where Bo Nix is most comfortable, I like him at the end of the game when he was in an empty set and he was just kind of moving the offense. And now I, I think it's all still one read stuff, but I don't know if it's just spraying it out and giving the space. I don't know if he's more comfortable when he's back there. But when the game speeds up, he seems to do well. And so for, you know, all the folks that are talking against Malzahn in regards to, you know, the timeout at the end of the first half, maybe he knew that that was Bo Nick's strength. Why don't you do it more? I don't know. I don't know. But I really think a lot of the success that Bo Nix had had a lot to do and with, you know, was Georgia playing man or was Georgia playing zone? Because the two drives where they scored real quick in the fourth quarter, Georgia was in pretty much man exclusively. And then they went back to what they were doing when it became a one-score game, and they had two more chances to march it down the field, and it didn't happen. So I don't know if it's more of you know what Auburn was doing opposed to, to what Georgia was doing. And I know that's not what Auburn fans want to hear, but that's just kind of that's just kind of what I saw. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's touch on a a few more. Let's see, we got two more here. Hello, guys. Another tough loss. Uh, My name's Danny. I was just calling. That's the one we were just playing. My Talk bad. About the game a little bit. My uh, bad. All right. What is uh, what is this one? Hello, guys. Another tough loss. Uh, Weird. I've got the same Danny. one twice. A lot of Danny on the show today. My bad, guys. All right. We got uh, we got one more. Here we go. Hey, Zach. Uh, love the show. This is Danny. Uh, I just wanted to call and go over a couple things with you that I've seen as this year's went by with the Auburn offense. Uh, we hired Gus Malzahn to come in and run the hurry-up, no-huddle offense. And just from observing through the year, I've seen that, you know, I have no confidence if we're not running the hurry-up, no-huddle. When he's subbing guys in and out of the game, uh, changing up receivers, you know, moving around, very few, you know, uh, plays have been positive but i've noticed at the end of the game when we're down and we get into the hurry up no huddle offense that i feel like we're probably practicing every day at practice i'm not a coach and i'm not at practice but if we're practicing hurry up with the defense we got why wouldn't you run the two-minute offense the whole game i mean if you're scoring points you know you got depth on defense just your thoughts love the show guys Yeah, so I mean, it seems like a lot of you guys are kind of asking the same question. And uh, I'm sure, you know, if you guys are calling and asking that, a lot of the fan base is feeling that way. I I think they want to run the no huddle. I think they want to run it fast. 
I don't think they can get a first down consistently to to do that. So th- they're not going to get to the line quickly unless they get a first down. I mean, you, you see that at the at high school, you see that at the NFL level, and, and of course you see it at college. So they're going to kind of you know take their time because with this defense, you don't want to you don't want to waste it and you know run three plays in the span of forty five seconds and like all right, defense, you got to go back out there. So the first part of running that is you've got to get the first down consistently, and that's not happening. But I do think they want to do that. Now, I think they want to do it running the football. I think they want to do it uh, more than just passing it. Bo Nick should, once again, should, I can't stress this enough, Bo Nick should not pass the ball 50 times in a game. But, um, yeah, I think they want to. I just think the offensive line can't create holes. And that's, um, it's a shame. It's a shame because I think we're wasting some talent here. But um, looking at some of your emails, you can email the show at LockedOnAuburn at gmail.com. And uh, Mike sent an email. KJ Britt is Mr. Nasty. I think that's important to note. <laughs> and uh, I mean, he's been incredible this year. You know, we've had some former players come on and talk about KJ Britt. And there was a video going around when Takeo Spikes was in town um, this weekend. And Takeo Spikes, it's all about some KJ Britt. I mean, he's... Um, he is incredible. All right, so uh, Johnny sends us an email um, asking, uh, when can we expect the return of an NCAA football video game from EA Sports? I'm hoping a few years from now. Johnny, that would be cool. You know, a group made a, like an indie, an, ind- uh, an independent uh, NCAA game. It's okay. The recruiting's fine. The mechanics are pretty rough. But all right, let's see. We got some other questions. On a serious note, is the game of football won and lost in line of scrimmage? Of course. Is Coach Steele's defensive success primarily due to the performance and management of the defensive line? I think it has a lot to do with it. I think these defensive backs are doing more than folks realize. And, of course, you know, just talking about K.J. Britt once again, the linebackers closed onto the football so easily. But then you got to ask the question, why are the linebackers closing on the football so easily? It's because the defense is drawing bodies so these guys in the, the linebacking core are getting blocked. So that's a big part of it. Does the performance and management of an O-line dictate the general success of the offense? In Malzahn's scheme, absolutely. If an O-line is inadequate, does it not impact the ability to run the ball, throw the ball deep with accuracy, and call plays with confidence of uh, successful execu- execution? Yeah, I mean, the offensive line is definitely uh, is definitely an issue. Um, and I don't know how you fix it, because I don't think the issue may be personnel, and you only got the guys that you have on campus. So um, Mike sent another email, once again, LockedOnAuburn at gmail.com. When Auburn went for it on fourth down, go back and look at Georgia's alignment. They knew the play and were incapable of checking out of a sure disaster. Run left, and it would have worked. All right, so Mike here is talking about the the booby cat, the wild cat in the first half where Auburn was putting together an awesome drive. It was the direct snap to Whitlow, and it was a, it was a power right. And you look at it, and I know exactly what he's talking about. Georgia's defense had seven guys lined up to Auburn's right side of the field. And they had numbers going to the left. I don't know if I don't know if Whitlow has the option to check out of that. You would hope he would, but Georgia no doubt knew that that was coming. They were going to the run to the strong side of the formation, uh, the unbalanced line to, to Auburn's right. And, and Georgia put seven guys over there and said, all right, let's still do it. And Auburn did. And so I, I understand the frustration there. I don't know. I don't know if Booby Willow has that freedom. You know, he played quarterback in high school. as a dang good one. You think you'd give him that freedom? 
but he he may not have had that ability. Uh, that that's really uh, that that happens behind closed doors, that happens in the film room and, and on the practice field. So I, I don't know who has what ability in that situation, but you know I, I think this veteran offensive line should have seen that and be like, hey, we can't block all of these guys. There's too many guys over here for us to block. And then you know you pull guys, but I mean still it's just the the numbers game. I mean running the football is a numbers game. And Georgia had it sniffed out, and Auburn ran it anyway. So I, I think it's a great question. I meant to bring that up, and I forgot. So I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you emailed me, Mike. Thank you for that, guys. Uh, today, yeah, I was, I was solo today. Thank you so much for your calls for really helping me out. Michael's out of town this week, so uh, the you know that, that Josh helped me out yesterday, and we'll get some guys to help me out th- throughout the week. But please keep the voicemails coming. I'm gonna need your help this week. Um, we had some uh, some stuff go down at work, um, as far as uh, affecting some duties and all that. So. Would love your help calling in to the, the Locked On Auburn voicemail. Let me, uh, let me get that number to you one more time. 205-502-4285. You also can email us at LockedOnAuburn at gmail.com and tweet at us at LockedOnAuburn or tweet at me at ZBlackerby on Twitter. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.